0: And where has this Marxist ideology come from? Well, it's come from, and now we'll transition into the culmination or the roots of where this comes from, and it's from liberalism. We're now going to open up that book again from Tan Books called Liberalism is a Sin. By the way, Tan Books has been so gracious in helping us help us to promote this new show, and we're excited. We're going to be able to go over some of their books, and we hope that you'll check them out as we talk about them. And yesterday I read a few quotes from Liberalism is a Sin. And again, the author of that is Dr. Or Father Felix Sarda and Salvani. Father Felix Sarda. Look it up. Ten books. Liberalism is a Sin. There's a quote here that struck me. It said, now the unity of liberalism is not positive, but negative. It has no unity of its own. It is by virtue of its opposition to truth, which is essentially one, that liberalism becomes accidentally one. As the vis-a-vis or opponent of truth, it possesses the unity of opposition. The different degrees of its denial will constitute the degrees of its opposition, and so give us the varieties in the negative unity of its now. So that's, what does that mean in layman's terms? When it says that The unity of liberalism is not positive but negative. What it means is, liberalism doesn't stand for something, ultimately. Ultimately, liberalism stands against something. It stands against revealed truth. It stands against the natural law. It stands against, as we see as it festers into this marxist sector revolution ideology which is ultimately liberal in nature it stands against the family it stands against the natural order traditional marriage the reality of the church it has no unity of its own As this book says, it is by virtue of its opposition to truth, which is essentially one that liberalism becomes accidentally one. So basically what you have is you have the the primary, the beginning point of liberalism is that you say non serviam. That's what the devil said. The beginning is that you say non serviam. You say, I will not serve revealed truth. You say, I will not serve the natural law. And that is basically the beginning of liberalism. And as a result, when liberals unite, it's because they both stand in opposition to something. And it says the different degrees of its denial will constitute the degrees of its opposition. That's a really important point. I was talking about that in the last hour. If you you just tuned in, this is The Kennedy Profession on the Crusade Channel, the last live radio station standing. The last live radio station there is. Always on air and always online at crusadechannel.com. Crusadechannel.com forward slash chat is the best chat room on the internet. And I was talking with Eric Sammons about how Liberalism obviously is an error, but there are various degrees. There are various degrees that we see. And what the book is saying here is the different degrees of its denial will constitute degrees of its opposition, and so give us the varieties and the negative unity of its denial. So basically, it's how far away from the truth does the liberal mindset go? Does the liberal mindset go uh, to the point where, you know, sort of uh, classic liberal, which is definitely an error, but it's kind of like, well, you know, I accept that Catholicism could be true. I accept that the Bible could be true, uh, but I'm kind of in a position where I'm going to decide for myself. Okay, kind of tolerable from a a perspective, I guess. Or does it go all the way to uh, basically accepting that reality is whatever you want it to be, and you shape it by the way that you think about it? Because if that's the case, then you get to the point where you're denying reality itself. So not only is liberalism a sin, but liberalism is also insane. And liberalism, you know, people are unlikely to follow their consequences all or follow it all the way to logical consequences. Because if you follow liberal, and maybe they're doing that today, but if you follow liberalism all the way to its logical consequences, you get to the point where you basically have anarchy. Not anarchy in the, in the nuanced sense of sort of bringing down the structures of power, as people might might put it, but anarchy in the sense of there's no order at all. And you have complete and utter chaos. Another place in the book, it says, and this is on page 24, but men are not always logical. They often stop short of the consequences logically flowing from the premises preceding. We therefore, as a rule, see the good as only half good and the bad as not together altogether bad. Hence, we find few... Out-and-out liberals. Not many go the full length of their principles. They are nevertheless true liberals. There are, sorry, nevertheless true liberals. True liberals, that is, veritable disciples, partisans or followers of liberalism, ranging themselves under its banner, either as a school or a sect or a party. This is true. If you actually, you know, liberalism, it's like atheism. You know, follow it all the way. If you say there's no God... If you say there's no God, then you basically get to the point where you're saying there's no creator. And if there's no creator, then there's no creation. And then things are basically accidents. And one of the only philosophers that did follow atheism all the way through was Jean-Paul Sartre, who was a pervert, like many of those uh, sort of uh, of turn-of-the-century, early 1920s, 30, 40, 50s era philosophers. And he was honest, and he said... Because he followed his philosophy all the way, and he said basically the only, the only, real hard philosophical question he said was, why not suicide? It was an absurdity to him, and he was correct, because if you follow liberalism and you follow atheism all the way through, you get to the point where, um, if you're, I mean, there really is no point. You know, it's easy to sort of poke fun at this idea of um, therapeutic deism. You see, these, you see these, um, these research pews or polls that come out from places like Pew Research. And they'll say most Americans or many Americans now, they sort of uh, operate under a therapeutic moral deism, this idea that God kind of is there, there's some sort of warmth at the end of the tunnel, and that's kind of a reason for them to be a half-decent person. Well, we can make fun of that all we want, but a person who believes that is actually probably less insane than a person who out-and-out out rejects the existence of God. They out, although they might not be logically, uh, logically consistent in their principles either. But the point is, when you follow liberalism all the way, you get to the point of where you basically have to ask yourself the question that Jean-Paul Sartre asked when he said, why not suicide? Because if you are the arbiter of your own existence, and there is no God except yourself which you basically turn yourself into, then if you are suffering, what's the point? That's what we see with the philosophy of liberalism. He continues this author, and he says, there are liberals who accept its principles but reject the consequences, at least those most repugnant or extreme. For instance, there are men who believe that the Catholic Church is the great enemy of modern progress, the one great object in the way of the triumph of their principles. Why not then openly persecute the church and endeavor to wipe her off the face of the earth, as Nero or Domitian sought to do? Well, this book was written before the turn of the century. And I think that uh, he'd be shocked to see what was happening today, because this does seem to be the MO of certain liberals. He continues, no, they would not go to this extreme, although it is the practical consequence of their premise. This actually is true, though. I I can speak to this from a personal experience here in the province that I live in. We have a Catholic school system. It's Catholic in name only. It's actually quite sad what's happened to it. But they've been saying for years. They've been saying for years, the government here, or the people who you know advocate for government things, and some politicians themselves have been running on these things. But they've been saying for years that uh, you know we don't really need this Catholic system anymore, because what we have is we have publicly funded systems in the province I, lived in, I live in. Um, one of them is Catholic, one of them is public. In the British North, Amer- British North America Act, which is the founding documents of Canada from 1867, under the first Prime Minister, John A. MacDonald, who just had his statute toppled, on the one hand I was torn up about it because he was himself a Freemason, so I did, he, wasn't, he wasn't necessarily the, the greatest of chaps, although... In fairness, I don't really know what he believed. I don't know if it was, either, was it the old Whig Freemason, which is which is bad, but it's different than the Illuminized uh, Freemason. I don't know. I don't know. But nonetheless, he was a Freemason. But when his statue was toppled, it was by those uh, activists, sort of the Black Lives Matter import philosophy that's going on up here right now with burning churches, etc. And there was a Coptic Orthodox church that was burned yesterday. You see, this is the thing about Marxists. Marxists are probably the true liberals, if you think about it. They they follow the philosophy of liberalism all the way where they will go to the logical consequence of essentially rejecting out and out against the natural order of things. That's something that they'll actually do. And they'll seek to tear it down symbolically by going after the arbiter of revealed truth, which is the church. But it was a Coptic Orthodox church that was burned to the ground. Now, again, you might think, okay, the logic of the whole church scandal, Catholic school thing that you've heard about, the residential schools thing with the First Nations people, fine. I understand the logic of why a Marxist would get there. They'd go after the one that they believe is responsible. But no, they're just going after anything with a cross on it at this point. Because at the end of the day, Marxism, which is the logical extent of liberalism, they don't actually care about past injustices done to minority groups, whatever that means. By the way, um, this whole term indigenous, people don't follow that term all the way either. Did you know that if you're Irish and you live in Ireland, you're indigenous? Did you know that if you are Italian and you live in Italy, you're indigenous? I mean, I don't believe in evolution. I don't believe in the ancient earth stuff. But follow the logic of that whole, you know, the 30,000 years ago, they came over from Russia and they were Asian or something. The point is, no matter what, what idea you believe, somebody migrated from somewhere. We all came from the garden. So either we're all immigrants or we're all indigenous in some fashion. Think about it. When are the when are the Irish going to get paid reparations for, for atrocities against indigenous people by the British Empire? Seriously, it's a good question to ask if we're going to follow the logic all the way through. Should the Irish diaspora, the 30 or 40 million of them outside of the country, which only has about 4 million of them, should the 30 or 40 million of them outside of Ireland, should they get Reparations from the British Empire. If we're going to be giving reparations or toppling statues or, 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 or tearing down structures of power that, that, that the British Empire and Canada and other places used to go after native, uh, you know, indigenous people, then where are the reparations for the Irish people who have been, and I'm half joking here, but where is the recognition of the atrocities that were done against the Irish people who are indigenous to Ireland and we're under the thumb of those same eugenic-minded empires for centuries. It's a good question to ask. But ultimately, Marxists who are the true liberals when you fall all the way through, they don't just go out, they don't actually care about past injustice. They just hate God. They just hate God. They hate God Almighty, which is now what we're seeing in Canada. The true liberals, the Marxists. The ones who follow the consequences of liberal liberalism all the way through to the point where they just reject with impotent rage against creation. They go after the created order best represented by the cross. In any case, we're reading from Liberalism is a Sin. This is the study hall segment on the Crusade Channel, the last live radio station standing always on air and always online at crusadechannel.com. If you are listening on the free stream. And you do enjoy what you hear. And I know if you are listening that you do enjoy what you hear. And even if you're a liberal who's listening, and you're still listening, then you're probably not a true liberal because you're not rejecting the truth that I'm saying. So if you do enjoy this, which I hope you do, go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Kennedy. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash go. Go to anywhere, crusadechannel.com. Find your way around the website. If you can walk and chew gum. It's a website that's so navigable that I think even a Marxist could probably find their way around it. Wherever you choose to sign up, whatever wherever you choose to sign up, whatever whatever level of membership you choose, type in the coupon code Kennedy, and let us know that you're there to support us because you love this new show. Again, we're reading from we're reading quotes and commenting on "Liberalism is a Sin," available from Tan Books. This is the study hall segment of the Kennedy Profession, our new your new favorite drive afternoon drive time radio show. I'll read one more quote here before we have to go. And he says, again, there are liberals who accept such and such conclusions or their application, but scrupulously repudiate the principles whence they flow. They believe, for instance, in absolutely secularizing education and yet reject, reject the doctrine of atheism, which is the only soil congenial to its growth. They applaud the result while they repudiate the cause. This is the illogical nature of liberalism. Public schools... They can't come out and say out and out that they're atheists, but at the same time, uh, they can't say that God exists. Therefore, you find yourself in some sort of, well, you you find yourself in some sort of intellectual limbo between truth and falsehood. And we know from scripture that lukewarmness is not a good thing. So liberalism is a big topic, and we're going to continue with this. This is a thick book. We're not going to read the whole thing. We'll go over it for a few more segments. There's a lot in here. I recommend you get it. It's called Liberalism is a Sin. Even if you're not a Catholic, it lays out the philosophical errors that have plagued our society. And in many parts of the book, it may as well be prophecy. It's called Liberalism is a Sin, available from Tan books. And today we're seeing, as I said, the logical conclusion of liberalism, which is Marxism which is the tearing down of statues, the burning of churches, rejection against the created order. And if you want to find out why that has happened, you need to understand the root cause, which is the philosophy of liberalism, which is essentially a philosophical instantiation of I will not serve, non serviam," the words of Lucifer.